makes it makes no sense. I don't know. I don't understand technology. Yeah, just turn it off. <laughs> That's turn it. Turn it back on again. And the funny thing was, I was trying to clear an SD card the other day. Yeah. And my computer was like not even recognize it wasn't reading the SD thing. Yeah. And I tried for like 30 minutes. I tried different SD readers and I finally just did the Nintendo, just blew on it. Uh, the I just like blew in the computer, blew on the SD chip, <laughs> put it back in, and that was it. And we were going. That's great. I mean <laughs> that's like it's so classic. If that's an easy fix, then it's an easy fix, you know? It is. It's nice. Yeah. Are you technologically proficient? I can be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good at <laughs> figuring it out. But yeah. Cause we struggle here all the time. There was an episode we were recording the day before Tri left for his Euro trip, mm -hmm. and it was a fan question episode. We recorded it, and then like 50 minutes into it, Tri realized that he never turned his mic on. And I oh was like, God. that's why I'm now checking. I'm like, so, okay, I'm wearing number four. What if number four is turned up. You're number one. Number one is adequately turned up. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm, now I'm gonna like check like right. every five minutes to make sure we're recording on the right mics. <laughs> I've actually did something with uh, Stein and P1440. Yeah. One time as a I was a demo pretty much, and we did this whole over three hours. You know, Stein's talking, explaining all yeah. the drills. I've I've demoed everything. We finished. I spoke a little bit at the end, and then Casey's like. Nothing was on. The, the mics, none of the mics were on. Oh, no. And we were all just like, <laughs> no. we're done. <laughs> we're done. I'm, we're going home. From the top, we're going good, home. good rehearsal. No. Had we caught it earlier, maybe. But oh my like, we had gosh. finished the whole day. Yeah. The whole day. That's crazy. I don't know what they did with that. What, uh, <laughs> well, who's... Because a lot of, the, I mean, they hired like great people. Right. For, who, like, whose like job? Artie was there. Whose job was it to Dan, be on the mics? I don't know. Because that's tough. Because a lot of times, like all the technology guys and like all they did, like the content they created was awesome. Oh like, yeah. They had good cameraman and. Mm -hmm. That's surprising that that would have happened. Well, I think it was just a, a little fluke that somebody had checked and then they might have turned it off and then turned. Yeah. And it just—it was not a happy sight. I was it's so out of tough. there as fast as I could. Oh, I bet. Was that at? Uh, you said that was at Newland. Uh, that was at Carrie's house. Oh, um, nice. That was during the pandemic when everything was going down, and they were trying to put out content for people to do at home. Got it. Like drills to do alone. Yeah. And stuff. So yeah. There was a lot of that during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Smart though, but it gets people moving. Oh, for sure. How was your COVID? What'd you do during the pandemic? Um. I mean, it was it was all right. You yeah. know, in the beginning, we stayed at home. I started surfing a bunch because all practices, pretty much everything was canceled. Yeah. Fallon had called me and, you know, she had to take care of her son and her family. Right. And I was like, totally, we're all staying home, you know. Yeah. And then um, I just started, went surfing pretty much every day out at Sunset, yeah. up in Malibu. It was, I had a blast until they shut down the water as well yeah. as the beach. And then... You know, we got to hang around. We ended up moving down here. Um, Are you still in, like, that big mansion off <laughs> yeah, of, uh, uh, in Manhattan? Yeah. Okay. We live in Second Street still, and okay. it's, it's a blast. I love my roommates. <laughs> I love... And we actually... Kaylee York just moved in. Oh, into that house? Yeah. She oh, just sick. moved in. So That's first awesome. other volleyball player to yeah. move in. But, um, yeah, they... That's it's, awesome. it's a blast. So when COVID was strong, like one of my roommates is a DJ, one of my roommates was a bartender, 
Oh, uh, super fun. And they would just, you Dangerous know. Dangerous combo. Right. We were having, <laughs> we, got, we got a fog machine. We got lights. <laughs> we, we were doing, it looked like a bar in there sometimes. Yeah. One person would come over and we're like a full rager for ourselves, you know. Yeah. It was a blast. I mean, it was so much fun. But, you know, it's, it's nice to be around people when yeah. you're, especially over COVID. Yeah. I mean, we hadn't, it's nice That's to have cool. a group I mean, of friends. You guys have what, like six people? In there? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. So you guys had like a small village in that. So right. at least you had like a, yeah. a big quote And then unquote, we all family. got COVID together. <laughs> That's we good. all got COVID together. One person came home was like, guys, I test positive. This is the like original COVID. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, it went down the train. Yeah. But it knocked me down. Delaney was actually the first person I came back onto the sand with. And really? I just set her a few balls. And I would be like hunched over, like really. So it yeah. got you. When was that? Uh, that was March. like in relation to the Champions Cup. Oh, that was March twenty twenty one. So okay, it was so, after, so like a year after. Mm-hmm. Okay. But right before the season in twenty twenty one started, I went from like I was practicing, and then I got a stress fracture in my foot. Oh. And how'd then you, how'd you get a stress fracture in your foot? I think it was just from being in COVID, not keeping the same. Yeah structure in my body I guess like I wasn't playing as much I wasn't yeah I was lifting but maybe a different kind of lifting Mm -hmm. I don't know we had we didn't have like a gym all the gyms were closed so it was whatever we could use and then uh once my foot went out I was wearing a boot and I hurt my back and then I got COVID so it was like bam yeah (laughs) yeah things are three (laughs) and then we started our season and went automatically to Bulgaria and I was a little like weaker than I was used to so that season was Tough. By the end of that last season, yeah. it was my well, body was feeling it. Yeah, I mean, last year I feel like was tough for anybody who really wanted to play volleyball because you yeah. had to go overseas. There's right. really no other choice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was so fried by the end of last year because oh, I mean, yeah. you Me probably too. played what like ten to twelve yeah. national tournaments, maybe. Yeah, we played somewhere a bunch. in that area. Yeah, we were over there. Quite a bit. Our, our, our initial stretch, we were all like Bulgaria to Sochi to Bulgaria uh-huh. to Bulgaria, somewhere else. and We played at least eight, I think, for sure. I can okay. think of eight off the top of my head. But then we went back later in the end of the year because I forgot. So maybe nine, ten, ten international Jeez, stuff. that's so many. I know. <laughs> and then we came back and played the three, but then Ali also had an injury. Yeah. And, you know, Gosh, so that got keep, a little weird as well. It's funny, like 2020 and... 2021 are such like time warps mm-hmm. they're like black holes like it like when you were talking about when you played with fallon yeah that to me in my head so. was like it's like why are you talking about 1998 corinne <laughs> like, so, long, so ago. long ago i know it's crazy but it wasn't <laughs> that long ago like I know. really and it's it's weird for me because a lot of the girls that are coming out of college right now mm-hmm. are were one year below me or my age or yeah. some of them are even older than me yeah and it's crazy to think because I graduated college like four or five years ago now. Yeah. And I graduated like a little bit early, but still, I think having that difference between the people in college that were still in a program, still on their weightlifting schedule, like yep. all that stuff, having that infrastructure is different than we, I kind of graduated, had one year on the tour, like 2019 was kind of like first full pro year yeah. and then 2020. 2020 was 2020, yeah. you know, and then 2021, and now it's kind of like, okay, we have another full year of professional volleyball to yeah. a certain degree. It's it's interesting, I guess, to yeah. How old are you? I'm 20 I just turned 25. 25? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you literally are younger than some of the girls who just came out, because I remember when we were in Australia, uh-huh. um, 
you know, Tony was talking about like, oh, it's my first international trip. There's, yeah. And I was like, oh, like you're just, it's just like, it's just baby Tony. Right. And I was like, hold on. You're like almost 26. Yeah. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so funny because I played against a lot of these girls that are just coming up yeah. out of college. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> that was like four years ago <laughs> or five at this point, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. If you graduate in four years now, it's considered mm-hmm. like you graduated fast. Because right. Tim, uh, Tim graduated from UCLA, I think, when we were like right before Cuba. I think he was like done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I graduated early. And I think Tim's, 20, t- Tim's 22. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that early now? Is that early? Do you grad- is it- when you're 22 and you graduate college, are you early? Right. Because I was 21 and I felt like uh-huh. I was a, fair, a pretty normal yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, say I was 20 when I graduated, so it was, I was on the younger end for sure, but yeah. like definitely now I see people staying in for all those fifth years mm-hmm. and for, I don't know. They're, it's, yeah. And I mean, the COVID year is going to throw off everything for a full cycle. For recruiting, for everything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. My younger brother is going through that right now, but he okay. actually committed to, well, he's going to UCSB for water Oh, college. nice. Yeah. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited for him. But. So you guys, you've made the full conversion. You're no longer a Floridian family. Yeah. No, I mean, in parts. My grandparents yeah. still live out there. Okay. And now that I'm playing with Sarah, I'm still oh, like half okay. over there. Um, I'm going out next week again. So yeah. definitely spent almost... I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Not a lot of time at home this no. year. <laughs> it's, how, do you, how do you deal with that? Um, well, I, I kind of, I enjoy it, but yeah. I, I miss the people, yeah. you know, like I miss Alex and I miss my roommates. Oh my gosh. I was calling back in my roommates and they were watching all the trash TV that we watch as a, as a family, you know, <laughs> yeah. and my family even calling back. I'm like, oh, I just wish you guys were here as right. well, you know, and I miss being at home, but, yeah. but I also love it. <clears throat> we just had the last month, you know, on the yeah. road and I, it was kind of fun. I mean, no, it was very fun. We had a blast there yeah. and I, like we got to play good volleyball. We got to, you know, explore a little bit. So I had my birthday out there in Austria and oh, it nice. was so nice because I know a lot of people now on the world tour and right. even through Alex and I had a, a birthday dinner with tons of people yeah. and they all made me feel like at home That's and awesome. it was so, it was so sweet and it was so fun. And then, you know, Sarah and I did a little Greece trip for my birthday Yeah. Um, right before cause we had the weekend off anyway yeah. and we were like, well, we could just have a layover in Greece for a few days, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was perfect. You know, it was so fun. Um, and just traveling and staying out there, it was yeah. Yeah, Jade Race came along with us for a few. That was a she blast. She is a traveling lady this year. Yeah. She's all over the map. Yeah, that was super fun. She came with us to Ostrava. So Okay. Yeah. She's awesome. A- so you, like, I mean, your May was crazy. You mm-hmm. went from, well, so when was the Norseka that you played? That was, oh, that was, was that like a- last weekend of April? That was. It was a little earlier. The Norseka, the actual event was uh, in April for sure. Okay. I think. And then the Norseka qualifier was, I think, two weeks before that. Okay. Uh, the Norseka was over the same time as Itapema. Okay. Which so. was like, and like late April ish. Yeah, so. And then because so you you played in that in the Dominican, mm-hmm. was it as? I mean, uh, Taylor's 
like the last person in the world to complain about beach volleyball conditions. And so when Taylor Crab's complaining about something, it's got it had to have been pretty bad. Yeah. Over there. It was, um, well, it's just a difference because they had the two at the same time. So there was the Punta Cana one and yeah. then there was the um, San, Santo Domingo. Domingo. Yeah. And the Punta Cana one was on the beach. It was like deep sand, beach sand. Yeah. It was gorgeous. And we were kind of in a more of a facility. You were like a complex, right? Yeah. yeah. And the sand, was, the sand was pretty shallow. And I always, you know, I know they the people are also nice and welcoming and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're trying to make it the best that they, they can, right. given the circumstances, you know? And so yeah. I, the people were all great and trying to accommodate everything, but the conditions were pretty hard. It was playing indoor, yeah. with, even with some rocks, <laughs> playing indoor with rocks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that time, too, Sarah had, her, had a little injury for, coming off right off of Panama. Um, and so we played a little eye formation. Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, it was really fun for me because <laughs> I was got to dig everything and yeah. side out everything. It was a blast. But yeah. you know, she's all healed up now, so that's yeah. that's a good part. But um, it was just a weird tournament for us in general, especially like we knew it was going to rain. We knew that the rain was coming, and then yeah. we were delayed um, because they delayed the tournament before us. Yeah. So that was a whole mess. <laughs> I would say it got a little messy. <laughs> yeah. You know. And, yeah, just the <laughs> scheduling didn't work out. Right. And it was unfortunate because, I mean, we had, it was a big tournament. You know, we right. qual- it was a qualifier for world champs, you know. And yeah. that's how the Taylors, they did qualify at that tournament, but had to happen a week later. And it actually affected us as well because at that point, um, we knew that we were deciding between that tournament and Itapema. And they said, okay, we're going to have points at this tournament. So we we're like, okay, we'll go to Itapema. We'll still get the points and we'll be main draw for Turkey likely if we do well um and so we played in that but because the points didn't count that monday after it was the same week as as it did you get points for it we did okay but it was a week later and so that they didn't count for turkey got it so it was kind of a mess because we're like oh wait our our points aren't in yet we're kind of trying to figure it out and they're like oh the tournament's not finished i'm like oh because the tailors had to go to mexico yeah they still had to go to mexico (laughs) and it was a whole thing with us because we were asking we didn't play the finals and we we're like okay what's first and second you know right. how are we going to split this up and the guy goes okay you guys will tie for first we're like great and then he goes just kidding it's going off entry rankings i'm like great we're first right and i was like if we're not first i want to play yeah like i made that you right. know very clear so they leave us they tell us you guys have earned first place at this tournament because we didn't play the finals mm-hmm. and it was downpouring, and I was like, I'll go play. <laughs> I was yeah. like, we'll go play if, if we're in second. I don't know. Um, mainly because there were extra points in that. And yeah, we, it's 160 versus 144. Like right. That's that's the difference between main draw and qualifier Yeah, a lot of and times. we thought that it could be the difference between main draw and qualifier. And we knew it would count for Ostrava, too, and mm-hmm. Latvia and all that. So we were like, yeah, we want to play. Um, and then we come back, and the week later, and they give us second. So that, we were like, surprise, surprise, surprise. No, but it's, it's all right at yeah. this point, you know, we kind of went through the initial, what? Right. And then, yeah, moved on. We're going to pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Tri put us well over the 100,000-mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. 
All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that. And my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a 100 bucks a day in vitamin supplements, and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the, the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens, and it is so good, and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. It, I, I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by t the Tim Ferriss podcast. And then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast. And between those two, you have 90% of the high performers in the world. And now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now for you, it's, it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people. Okay. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free and I'm going to say that again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast, all right? That is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe. We got 16 AVPs, 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next, and AVP America is just full, and we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs. You can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. 
With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com, and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join. The newsletter, it's not just Sandcast news, it is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. And you got, I mean, well, you have three ninths, so you got ninth in Mm -hmm. Mexico, uh, which was such a fun event. What a cool start to the year for you guys, too, because like that was like a big tournament, you Mm -hmm. guys were still... A very new team. I mean, right. you had like kind of the last minute get together for Idapema mm-hmm. at the end of last year, and then that had been pretty cool to start off like that. Yeah, you know, and I think Tlaxcala, we were playing really good volleyball yeah. too. So we, you know, we got made it through the qualifier, took our first seed in the in the tournament, got mm-hmm. you know got out, and then we met a good Spanish team, and it was a really a good battle. game. It was a battle, and. You know, we think back to that game, we're like, ah, you know, that's one of the ones that stays with you for a little bit. But, yeah. um, you know, we were playing really well at that point, and we want to kind of, you know, get back to that mentality and that zone. And honestly, in, like, in that game for ninth, instead of going on, um, I mean, we still, we still played really good volleyball. So yeah. it's hard to be fighting with that one just because we know that we put it all out there we mm-hmm. did all we could and we still finished well and i mean that finish almost took us into the rest of the tournaments yeah you know being main draw which was you know super i mean helpful as everyone knows everyone right. you travel all the way around the world Jeez. to play in a qualifier it can oh, be yeah, yeah especially be with the state of the prize money on right. the world tour it's tough yeah, yeah. i mean avp is a little down too but it's it's funny that w- that you look back on that tournament. And I think the first match you probably think of is that Spanish match because mm-hmm. it was what like nineteen seventeen yeah, in the third. And, and I mean, you beat Teresa and Sarah, like mm-hmm. huge win. Beat, you beat Thamela. Uh, we beat uh, Tayana Lima and, and Helge. Hege. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they ended up getting what fourth? I they, think. I think they got maybe third. Fourth. I can't remember. They played Elise Maya and mm-hmm. and the other one. I I can't keep track. I think they got a. F- I think it was a fourth there too. Okay. So they finished they a really good team. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was we were playing good volleyball. Mm-hmm. It was exciting. Yeah. Um, so that was that was good, and we kind of had come off right of that training block, mm-hmm. and then straight into that tournament, and then after that, it, it went really fast. Yeah. A little bit. Because then you guys was April mostly just like a training month. Well, I guess you would have had you had Panama City. Yeah. You had the Norseka qualifier and the Norseka, so never mind. It wasn't really a training that. month. <laughs> right. I feel like our training happened kind of before Tlaxcala and yeah. then we went through that whole playing and, you know, nursing some things and then we went to Doha, which again was kind of still coming back. Yeah. Which again we played we played well there, but I think it was a little early, but we really wanted to make that push for worlds. Um, so that's why we prioritized that. Yeah. Um, and then Turkey, we just kind of, st- we stayed out there and had, yeah. you know, 
It's easier. It, it, Turkey looked beautiful. It was. That it looked was, awesome. Oh yeah, I would go back to Turkey in a heartbeat, and I and I didn't expect it to be like that. So it was more surprising. You know, you show up and you're on this beautiful Aegean coast, and it's mm-hmm. Mediterranean, and the sunsets are like insane every single night. It was it was gorgeous. I called and I was like, I would vacation here. Yeah. But I love that we're here for volleyball. You know, right. I mean, I would never have found that place if it weren't for volleyball. But yeah. It was gorgeous. The people were great. I really liked that tournament. I think um, they had like eight main draw hotels, which was <laughs> a little interesting for transportation. We yeah. had a little in the beginning, but they, they sorted everything out. And I think next year, I think they'll consolidate it a little bit yeah. more. But every hotel we stayed at was gorgeous yeah. and all-inclusive and right on the oh, water. Nice. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was and awesome. So, I mean, you've been to, because you were pretty well-traveled from our 2021 <laughs> adventure. But, I mean, was that your first time playing in Doha, too? Uh, my first time in Doha was, uh, I actually went for a military tour. Oh, that's right. In November 2021. Okay. So, yeah. Probably a very different experience. Right. It was a very different experience. <laughs> and then saw a different Doha. <laughs> yeah. And then we went to Doha again for the King of the Court. And okay. so this is my third time in okay. Doha. Got it. But, yeah. You've played a, a couple. Well, is that your only King of the Court? Because yep. Sarah played She played in Utrecht, Utrecht. Yeah. Okay. Last year. And you guys, you're hitting the one in Hamburg coming up? Yeah. That'll be fun. It will be. It'll be exciting. Yeah. That, I love the King of the Court tournaments. They are, yeah. they treat, they, you know, they treat the athletes so well. Mm-hmm. They're super responsive. They, I mean, it's a blast. It's so fun. And honestly, it's. It's good volleyball, you know, and you're yeah. so focused on your side out. It it definitely translates, and yeah. it's just it's an exciting way to play volleyball. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, I'm and excited. It's, it's fun to watch, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if King of the Court becomes an Olympic, not I don't, sport, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but just like a, a subcategory, right? Like I'm, swimming, you know, has its you know hundred meter, right? two hundred meter. Like that'll be like our four hundred meter. Yeah. Event. I mean, I would love that. That would yeah. be so fun. Because I think people would watch it, and it's very easy to understand. Like mm-hmm. if you score on offense, you score. Yeah. And if you score on defense, you go over there and you can you score did. points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really fun to watch too. Mm-hmm. Like when we were out there, we were playing, and then after we finish, you know, watching it, you're totally yeah. engaged the whole time. It's yeah, it's fun. How'd you guys do in Doha? Uh, we got uh, the king of the court. Yeah, we got a sixth, so okay. we just Shoot. made it shy of the okay of the finals. Because that's the tough part. That's the part that's tough yeah. to understand. I'm like, so one team. There is a possibility that one team can be there for 15 minutes and their tournament's over, right? Yep. Uh, no. Or do they have like a losers? There's there is a losers bracket. Okay. Um, and I think if you don't make it out of the first one, if you're not top four out of five. Think that there's another route that you get to go into. Okay, so you could put. But in like you're a basically it's it's not like you're competing against everyone. You're kind of only competing if you're in the bottom against a certain team. Okay. A little bit. So yeah. It depends so much on the other people too. Right. It's kind of crazy. So you're over there, and if that team is the only other team with zero points or something, you know, you want them out, and you'd rather right. the other team do well, and so yeah. that you can get back over there and, you know, get points. It's it depends totally on other teams. It's definitely an interesting concept to play. Yeah. Because usually, you know, it's just you and your team. And you're directly mm-hmm. against this one person. And here you can still be directly against one person, but you're reliant on so many other people. Yeah. So it's, it's Well, fun. it's cool to see, like, what Wilco's built. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because 
I think all those events are, like, all the players, their experiences are unanimously positive. Yeah. And they're packed. Like, oh, yeah. All of those events are just mobbed. Right. It's so cool. And you see, and, like, um, you didn't play in Utrecht, but they had those, like, boxes oh yeah and the, which I they built those. like i think i think they made that stadium almost specifically for covid because mm-hmm. everyone like has their own little vip box right. and so but it's like perfect oh yeah it, it <laughs> looks awesome. awesome i would love to play in that one but they made that one a, a european championships this year okay so won't be going to that one this year but hamburg i think is in a pretty cool stadium as well oh hamburg's awesome so, um, yeah, because I think that's in that same one that they did World Championships to year, or 2019. Yeah, I think so. Okay. But I'm That'd not exactly sure. We're just going to... Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> and when when is that one? Um, that's June oh, 20th, maybe 18th. Okay. I think we'll leave around the 18th or 19th, maybe 20th. So it's that weekend, that next okay. weekend. Have you sat down and mapped out like what the rest of your season wants to look like? What you want that to look like, or do you go <laughs> so, like kind of two months at a time? Right. And I mean, we've been going at it more month by month, but I think it'd be best for us to go look at it in the full year. We have looked at it at the full year. Yeah. Um, but being so used to years past, we were kind of like, okay, plan everything that we can. Right. Um, and now that we're kind of in a little different spot with no country quotas, with mm-hmm. you know all the other things. We can kind of sit back and say, okay, we want to play in this tournament. We want to play in this tournament. And we just had a conversation about how important it is to make sure that we're having our training blocks and making sure that we're playing in our A or B game yeah. rather than like when we end these long stints of tournaments, you know, you're not always playing at that level. And then when you're not playing at that level, it can hurt your confidence. It can hurt, you know, yeah. a few other things, but it's really important to, to map out your season and to make sure you're peaking at the right time and all that other stuff. And so we are looking at that, but especially at the beginning of the season, it was kind of like a rush, not a rush. It wasn't meant to be a rush, but it was, you know? And so we booked so many flights. We booked so (laughs) many things. We were signed up for so many tournaments (laughs) and we're changing plans every other day. Luckily with the airlines now, canceling is way easier. Yeah. But it was, I mean, I have a lot of flight credits. so I, I bet you do. <laughs> which is unfortunate, but no. It's it's definitely looking more at the season. We want to look more at the season, but again, in the beginning of the year, it was kind of... Yeah. We didn't know what the international schedule was really going to look like with the new structure. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how it would all fall through, so yeah. yeah. Have you figured out, or just like, have you started to get an estimate of how many tournaments you can play before mm-hmm. you start falling off that a B game. Uh, I have I have a an estimate of myself, but it also depends on how I feel, like how strong I'm feeling before I start the yeah. stint, how close my last one was. It, it kind of differs, mm-hmm. I guess, and it depends on the kind of tournament too. I guess, like I don't think the king of the court's going to take as much out of me as um, something else because the king of the court has a different energy to it. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's. It's just different. It depends on the tournament, mm-hmm. you know. So it, I have an idea, yeah. but um, but it's really also important to see like when we're over there, if, how we can maintain during that segment yes. as well. So how we're maintaining during those stints depends also like makes a huge difference on how long, how many tournaments in a row, or how long we can last. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm so impressed when I look at what say Anders and Christian were able to do. Oh yeah. It blows my mind that mm-hmm. they were able to win. It was something like 8 out of 12. Yeah, it's 
And you're in different countries. You're traveling. Your diet is always going to be off just Mm because you don't really know exactly what the food's going to be like. Right. You don't know what the gym's going to be like, so it's hard to keep your same lifting. Your training block is an hour. Yep. It's supposed to be an hour, but, I mean, people find their ways around it. Right. And it's just different. You're in a different environment. I can't sleep great on the road. Uh, and I definitely don't sleep in planes. I know you don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at sleeping on planes, airports, floors, you know, yeah. the whole the <laughs> whole nine, you know. But, but you know, it's kind of if you have to, you got to be yeah. good at it or figure out a way. But yeah. it's just tough if you if you can't. That's Yeah. Well, it's just like I, I think you summed it up best. You just figure out a way. Like you yeah. just find – you figure it out. I think that's – at the end of the day, the teams that are best on the world tour mm-hmm. and AVP because there's a lot of travel in there this year is the, the teams that can just figure it out Right. are always going to do it. I'm really impressed with Kristen and Taryn right now. Yeah. Because you never well. know how a team's going to react to international travel. Right. And they've, they've managed it and they hit the road to Latvia. <laughs> I know. I know. That's going to be a fun one for them. It's It's fun to watch – watch them come out and you know crush it on the ADP yeah. although you know at the same time you're like oh <laughs> you know I want to no, like it's a good competitive spirit mm-hmm. but also they're super sweet girls and yeah you know we I got to play in that four-man tournament with them and oh that's that right. was a blast you know yeah. we had a we had a great time so yeah. I like them a lot is what you Taryn Kristen and Fallon Fallon what a, okay what a group was right? Gina Gina was on, on team? yeah the other team. Okay, uh, the California team. We were on Team Midwest. Okay, which <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, a, a Southern would have been closer, you know, Florida, right. Louisiana, and and Fallon, but and, and <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I mean that team was a blast. We I had bet. so much fun together. Yeah, I. At least I had a blast. I would love to see because Fallon has such a funny energy and just oh, like yeah. so enthusiastic and loud and like talking trash uh-huh. and like loving on her teammates and like oh, her yeah. and like quiet, sweet little Kristen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kristen's like a little fighter, I feel yeah. like, you know, and then Taryn too is a little fun and, you know, has a bubbly personality mm-hmm. and it, it was just, it was fun. It yeah. was just a good group. You know, yeah. I think we all had... And a cool way to end the year, too. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a very fun, friendly way oh, yeah. to just end the season. I mean, you hit Brazil right after, pretty right. much. But it, I feel like for everybody else, it was like a great cap. Yeah, but the McKibbins did a great job with yeah. that tournament, too. It was it was a really fun tournament. They had a huge turnout. I mean... I saw that. Yeah. It was sold out, I think. It was. I, yeah. They had to move, I think, to a different venue because mm-hmm. it was just sold out it yeah. sold out too quick yeah. <laughs> which is exactly what you want in a beach volleyball tournament yeah. you know um so i was excited to be a part of that one yeah yeah maddie and riley did you see them in new orleans i did i just briefly okay because you know, they were it was funny our flight back from new orleans was packed it was me and delaney uh mark Sherman and kim uh-huh. uh maddie riley like three refs and then their younger brother jameson yeah and i don't think madison oh and frito um, Frito's great. He oh, just yeah. kind of like popped up out of nowhere and he's just like producing all these sick oh, yeah. videos. Yeah, he's, he's talented. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's really talented. But it was them. And I, Madison like could not have slept the night before because he was just, <laughs> his eyes were so red. Oh, my and he was gosh. like trying to speak and just like was struggling getting these sentences <laughs> out. I was like, Maddie, maybe you can take a nap, man. Been there, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because he, well, he was telling me what, he, what their schedule was like. They were in uh, or New Orleans the whole uh-huh. day, and then they were putting videos together from Ostrava oh, wow. for the FIVB. Yeah. 
when they weren't doing Austin stuff or New Orleans. And I was like, when did you sleep? They're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It takes a lot of time to go into the editing and to the, you know, mm-hmm. filming, editing, producing, putting it all together. It's yeah. It's not easy. So they're no. doing a really good job with that. Yeah. And it's I mean, I've the end product is always oh, amazing. so impressive to me. Yeah. And they and now they're turning them around really fast for like all the Wilson athletes. Yeah, I've seen that. It's it's impressive. Mhm. Well, who are who are your sponsors right now? Um right now it's Wedbush. Okay. Uh he's Manhattan Beach, uh, his whole family is into volleyball. They're a wealth management company, and their family is amazing. I'm so okay. stoked that they're, you know, I get to represent them again. This is my second year. Yeah. Um, and I also have uh, Replay Guitar Exchange out in Florida and okay. um, Copper Tail Brewery out in Florida as okay. well. And, you know, they've been also f- with me since the very beginning, so yeah. that's been exciting. Are you still working with that uh, crypto um, I'm not, but I've talked with them again because um, crypto is a very interesting, you know. It's be, fascinating. It is. It's fascinating. And I will say over COVID, I was getting really yeah. into the, <laughs> the whole, you know, investing. And yeah. I mean, it was great for COVID, yeah. obviously. I think most people that got in at that point. It was a good time. It was a good time. And now it's a less good time. But <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But um. No, I, I've definitely talked with them a little bit more yeah. as well recently, um, but not currently with them. And then also Now Foods is a sponsor of mine. And it they is. have, it's a really cool um, brand. So they produce just, you know, full, healthy, okay. organic foods, foods, supplements. They have a massive range of products and it's, yeah, really stoked. So we did just did a fun media day out with them and oh, nice. we're going to, yeah, release something later in the year. So. Sweet. Yeah, it's exciting. You do well with sponsors. I try to. <laughs> yeah. Do you have an agent or do you find them yourself? Uh, it's a little bit of both. So I was, um, I just, I'm signed again with uh, KVA, okay. which is uh, Richard Hiskey and Kurt. Okay. Um, and I worked with them a little bit before COVID, right when I, grad- right when I graduated from high school. Yeah. And then I'm working with them again now. Um, I've also have Jess Granquist who yeah. has been huge. She's, she's been fantastic. She's awesome. She's just fantastic. She's a good communicator. Yeah. You know, she's great. Just has a lot of knowledge yeah. on how to sell yourself, how to present yourself, how to go about those things. Mm-hmm. So she's been also, you know, helping us out and that's yeah. been, that's been awesome. Yeah. She's been great. Cause I think mm-hmm. she represents the crabs now. Yeah. I know she represents Trevor. I know Trevor. Yeah. Maybe just Trevor. Um, but yeah, she's yeah. been awesome. Yeah. Like, she, she's just, like, super enthusiastic. She's like, yeah, it's just something I want to start doing. Because when we, when me and Delaney lived with her in JM, mm-hmm. she had always talked about how she wanted to be an agent. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can just start doing it. Yeah, you like, can. Because beach volleyball <laughs> players, all of them need money. Right. And you're really good at marketing. Yeah. And she's so got she, a skill. she's digging into it. Uh-huh. It's exciting <laughs> for her. I think, I think that she could do really really well in that space so i think so too because she knows volleyball she Mm -hmm. played at minnesota and then was she made it to the last round of a couple qualifiers so she was a good beach player Mm -hmm. um she knows the community she knows she's really good at you know getting to know other people um connecting with brands like just everything you know i think she's got a good head on her shoulders just in general (laughs) yeah would you recommend getting an agent for other players um i I would, I'd say like the biggest 
deals I'd say I've had all come from connections that I know mm-hmm. personally. I've gotten a lot from agents, but a lot more are, you know, social media or Instagram or, you know, smaller deals, maybe one-offs and all that other stuff. And that stuff is great because, you know, it's important to right. have an income. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I'd say like the best ones have kind of come from the connections that either I've made or, or other people that my family knows or, right. you know, just people we've met along the strand or wherever. Cause my dad, my dad talks, you know, yeah. my, <laughs> my dad talks for a living. And so he meets tons of people and just, you know, He's a really good uh, communicator as well, and he meets a lot of people, and he's good at connecting yeah. things. And so through him, I've been able to meet a lot of people as well. So I think it, it depends. Like if you're comfortable selling yourself and marketing yourself and coming off and talking to people and having mm. those difficult conversations, then yeah. it's not so bad to go on your own because you know you have full control over it. Right. But if you're not, which I'm not always, it's nice to have an agent to be maybe a little bit more professional, maybe a little bit more, you know, they can deal with the money talk and, you yeah. know, the, the details, which, you know, they're not easy to no. talk about, yeah. especially selling yourself is not so easy for me right. at least. Um, and, you know, communicating that you have value and even finding the value in yourself. I know a lot of beach volleyball players struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like just knowing that you have value. Yeah. So I think that's one of the toughest parts because Delaney, whenever I talk, like she loves, like whenever we go camping, for example, we always use the like Justin's peanut butter packets. Mm-hmm. I was like, you should email them because you bring these yeah. on the road everywhere you go. Oh, yeah. And she's like, always wrestles with the fact. She's like, but what can I add to them? Right. What value can I bring to them? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, just think about it. I mean, you have like a presence in this community, a very health conscious community mm-hmm. who everyone has to travel and bring right. pe- little peanut butter or whatever packets right. on the road. It's like, you could present it that way. But I think a lot of beach players probably look at it as like, what value do I have right. to this potential sponsor? Yeah, and, and I think that there there is a lot to offer. I mean, mm-hmm. I've found more that like people are watching. Like people, there are eyes on you, you know, yeah. and even young eyes, like all all kinds of age groups. I mm-hmm. get, you know messages from a lot of different age groups. I'm like, this is amazing. Like I, there's a lot of different examples I'm thinking of right now going through my head, but even younger girls that I've coached and that have come watch me play. And it's kind of crazy. Like what an impact you can have on these Mm -hmm. younger, the younger generations and even people around your own age. Like I have my friends that are like, Oh, what do you do for this? Like, Oh, you travel so much. What do you, what do you pack? Like, how do you pack? What do you, what are you using for your bags and all this other stuff? I'm like, wow. Like, People do want to know, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's, there is a lot of opportunities there. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, another segment and route yeah. of the influencers growing, yeah. like that whole segment of, I guess, work mm-hmm. um, is growing so much that people are like, oh yeah, I will pay for this. Like, oh, I will pay for this exposure because it's been seen that influencers uh, you know, bring back value to right. a certain degree. And so I always want to be like, I am an athlete, yeah. you know, not necessarily a full influencer, but, but to a certain degree, like, I don't know, you, you have to, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a process for me to be like, okay, don't sell yourself short a little bit. Right. Um, and go down that road of, yeah. you know, allowing yourself to, 
I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard. It, like it's hard to really embrace social media sometimes. Yes, I think that's what because I'm it is. At. It's so fake on so many levels. It but, can be. But yeah. You, like on the influencer level, like mm-hmm. I look at it, I'm like, oh come on, right. give me a break. But I, I think that there is a really good space if you do it right and you're like pretty genuine mm-hmm. and honest and forthcoming. Um, that you can make a difference yeah. there. And that's like, I feel like what it's intended, right. it's intended use is here. Exactly. And it's actual use is like Right, but that's, that's something that I try to be really conscious of. Like, okay, do I actually like this? Mm-hmm. Do I actually like feel strongly about this? Do I, can I go and be like, yeah, I love this mm-hmm. product, you know? And then that's when I accept my stance of being like, okay, I can promote this, yeah. you know? And that's kind of like the battle, but that's how, where I've gotten to it with it is like, okay, the things that I want to promote, like I'm going to promote because I feel some sort of connection with them. Yeah. And so I feel like that's good. And if you're getting to that spot, it's a pretty good spot to be in, yeah. I think. So I'm lucky in that way that I can kind of look at it that way. But I also think that that attracts the right people. Yeah, I, would say that, I wouldn't say that's lucky. I think you've created that because you've done a great job with your Instagram. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and that I think that like you're a pretty good example of how to actually attract sponsors and to create value that. for them. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that, thank you. Because, I mean, I've had this fight all the way through of, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a professional athlete. You right. know, it's kind of like I want to be professional and come off professionally. But I also, especially on social media, like I also love to have fun. And I like to surf and I love to explore yeah. and I want to do all these things. And I want to show more of like, you know, who who I am through that because I don't want it to just be all right. this. And so it's been kind of like, I don't know, social media is harder than it yeah. <laughs> than it should be, I guess. Well, I think that when you show stuff like the surfing and, mm-hmm. you know, ukulele or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever else you have going on, I think that's what makes you more relatable. Right. I remember, so Try has like a content budget mm-hmm. with, I think either Legends or Monster. I forget which one, but right. they were like, we'd actually much rather see you surfing or playing oh, with Naya yeah. and this and that um, because that's what people can relate right. to that. Like not everyone's going to be able to relate to you like bouncing a ball into the stadium in Ostrava, but mm-hmm. you know, they can relate to you like playing with your daughter. Right. You know? And so I think that the lifestyle stuff is actually pretty attractive because then people uh-huh. are like, Oh, I have this thing in common with a professional athlete who's yeah. traveling the world and kicking ass playing beach volleyball. Yeah. And, and I think it's kind of cool too, when you share those things, cause you get people mm-hmm. that, for example, I was sharing all my Duolingo stats, yeah. and we've even talked oh, about yeah. it. How long's your streak now? I'm at uh, 310 days. Oh wow! You're almost to a full <laughs> almost year. Almost to a full That's year. That's exciting. We'll yeah. have like a Duolingo big party. celebration. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm at like 770 something at Jeez. this point. But um, you're because, German. Yeah, my okay. German. So because I've posted about that, I'll have tons of people from all around the world like commenting back to me in German. I'm like, yes. This is exactly I what I want. I just want somebody <laughs> to speak German with me. Uh, but it's been really fun. And I've gotten to meet people and even have people been like, um, hey, whenever you want to chat, like, let's speak in German. And yeah. so I'll it's respond awesome. back to them. And it's it's a blast. It's it's really cool. And then yeah. it helps me, you know, because I get to learn more. And That's why you're going to Hamburg. You just uh, want to speak German. <laughs> Ooh, a little bit. No. Really, on my birthday, too. It was funny because we were in Austria. Yeah. And I was like, nothing more I could want on my birthday than people speaking German to me and ice cream. You know, yeah. like really. And Austria just, is like one. Yeah. That's one of my favorite countries I've been to. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I love the people there. It feels like a second home for me yeah. a little bit now. Hey guys, how's it going? 
Wanted to take a quick second here to let you know about an awesome product that we discovered this off-season. It is called Eversun Lighting. Eversun Lighting is an extremely portable and versatile lighting system built for outdoor after-dark activities such as beach volleyball. We used it in the McKibben format this year, had an amazing night match, which you probably saw on YouTube. The company is expanding quickly. They're on their third production model, and that unit is called the Apollo. That's the one you're going to want to get your hands on. It is made up of two LED lights, 100% lithium-ion battery-powered, 18,000 total lumens, and if you're going to carry it around, it's about the size of a snowboard case. Weighs 35 pounds, light head detaches from the telescopic mass, which goes from 5 feet all the way up to 20 feet high. That mast is ultra light and ultra strong made of carbon fiber. If you get two of these lights, they can light up a beach court easily. You get four of them, it's gonna be like a professional match. You also can swap out the batteries. Each battery will last about five hours. So these are extremely versatile. The Apollo units are currently being sold on pre-order because of, there was so much success in the McKibben Foreman. Special pricing for pre-order and the early bird special goes through April 30th. You're going to want to go to eversunlighting.com and use discount code SANDCAST for your 10% off these lights. You will not regret it. Again, use discount code SANDCAST and you can have some of the best night matches of your life. This podcast is also brought to you by Bala. Now, if there are two things that beach volleyball players talk about all the time, they're trying to figure out how can I stay hydrated out there in the sun, in the sand, sweating, playing three matches, four matches a day. If you're in the CBVA, AVP next, you might play 10 matches a day. Who knows? So we're all trying to stay hydrated. How do we keep from cramping? And how do we keep the inflammation as low as possible? And that is where Bala comes in handy. Founded by Dr. Arash Aftabi and Dr. Farnoosh Fadavi, husband and wife dental surgeons based in Southern California, which is the mecca for beach volleyball, Bala was inspired by their 20 years of research on plant-based therapies to help their patients recover from post-operative operative, rather, swelling, bruising, and inflammation after oral surgery. Now, we're not getting oral surgery out there on the beach, but we are swelling, we are bruising, and we are constantly inflamed on the beach. And what Bala is, it's a natural alternative to prescription painkillers with the addition of effective hydration without sugar. Now that is huge. Not having sugar in all these drinks is so clutch. Gatorade, Powerade, they're all loaded with sugar. So to have Bala and a plant-based alternative to that is huge. And so we drink, me and Try, we drink this every single tournament now. Every time in between matches, we're recovering with Bala. Now, we cannot recommend it enough. They have active ingredients like turmeric, bromelain, papain, which are responsible for the anti-inflammatory benefits, and it also contains the electrolytes we need for hydration. So head over to Bala today and get your first plant-based enzyme drink, get hydrated, lower that inflammation, and play the best beach volleyball of your life. Um, which is nice. Yeah, you know. I mean, it is semi-true because that's where Alex is from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and even, like, I feel very comfortable there. Like, if I ever needed anything, I, his whole family is amazing, and they're yeah. always, you know, wanting to What are you guys doing him, out there? We did a whole training week, okay. actually. So we trained at the Austrian with the Austrian girls and okay. with their coach, and they led us into the gym. It was, it was an awesome training week. You know, nice. We got good training. We got to lift. We got 
to use their facilities. It was it was great. How were how were the facilities out there? They were nice. Uh, yeah. So they have like three outdoor courts and okay. three indoor courts, oh, and then cool. right in the inside of the indoor courts, there's like showers, everything, and then above there's a whole gym. So it's all in one oh, area. Awesome. And it's, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. I liked it. Did you get out there with the Klingers? Yeah, we were with the Klingers. We were with, um, I actually can't pronounce their last names very well. I, com- <laughs> I, I commentated and, one of them. Gosh. And I had very little notice that I was commentating this match. Right. And it was, it was Lena. Mm-hmm. Lena and... <laughs> see, I should I know it. I need to see it. Because I, I can, I'm usually pretty good at reading, but yeah. names are tough for me in German. Because I... I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I, I should know it. I should be better at it. But well, I was looking Kathy. at the names and I was like, <laughs> I got nothing. So I ran it through like a Google pronunciation thing. And I was like, okay, that helped a lot. And so if I'm saying if I said it wrong, if we have any Austrian fans <laughs> who watched that match, if I said it wrong, it's Google's fault. It's Google's it's fault. Not mine. Right. Yeah. You could have called Alex and said, "How do you pronounce this one?" Yeah. I should have. But sometimes hearing it spoken how it's supposed to be said, I'm like. I can't say it's it even like more that. difficult, right? I know that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of names for me. I I pronounce Schoenbrunn wrong so many times, and I I just did it again because the O and the U with yeah. the umlauts. Yeah, that's what those are called. Um, yeah, I think so. Just like the two dots. <laughs> I think yeah. Okay. The two dots above they totally change <laughs> how every how you say the you know the vowel, and so it gets tricky for me. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. Haven't nailed down those yet, but okay. you know. You gotta be pretty good though, uh, like seven hundred some days. Yeah, I, mean, I, know I can Duolingo understand. Duolingo is not, you know, full immersion, but right. it, it's good enough. Yeah, I can understand a decent amount, and I can read pretty well. Yeah. So Jade actually uh, showed me a German rap song, and I was uh, going through it. I was like, okay, this is like a class. It's like a classic rap song. Okay. But all in German, so I was reading it out to her back in English, and she had the English <laughs> translation pulled up. She's like, you're actually doing really well. And I'm That's like, really funny. So I can read pretty well, and it's fun. It's like a fun challenge for me to yeah. be like, oh, I don't know this word, but that's, you know, that's a bad word. Yeah. I know that one for sure. <laughs> and, yeah, but it's, it was, you know, I can, I feel like I'm getting better in the more time I spend out there. Like in Stad last year, for the first, I was out there for the first time, and I had a coach come up to me, and he was like, du sprichst Deutsch? And I was like, oh, yes, and I just <laughs> made my whole day, and we yeah. talked for a while, and he knew Alex, and you know it was. I was really like so excited I couldn't contain myself because that's hilarious. I was like somebody came to me. It's so <laughs> German. Um, but yeah, now every time I see him, we always speak a little bit. And yeah. and the Austrian coach actually was like, I can do the whole thing in German if you want. And I was like, Yeah. And so I was like, No. That's hilarious. <laughs> no. But yeah, but I I actually talk to Sarah sometimes in German and show her whatever it is so she's yeah. learning too that's funny forcing it on her <laughs> <laughs> you guys seem to get along pretty well yeah yeah we do it's it's super fun playing with sarah we've yeah. had a good time on the road you know i think we have both this similar mindsets yeah. um you know we're both i think we have the goals that we want to reach and we want to go about it in the right way and and we also i think a, a big part of our whole training has been like our mental training especially with our coach Victor now, mm-hmm. um, he talks a lot about the mental side of things and he even practices the mental side of things in our practice. Like if we're making an error or something, but we made the right move, he, you know, he's trying to redirect our thoughts of like, that was a good move. Right. You know, the touch wasn't there, but like I went the right direction. Like it, it's, 
that's maybe not the best example, but it's really interesting to see his mental side of it yeah. and how he we practice it so it's, I mean, it's a practice, you know, yeah. like the whole mental side of it, you can practice and mm-hmm. to practice it while you're actually doing the actions, it just puts a whole nother level onto it. Yeah. It's really cool. Is he, is Victor based in Florida or is he out here? Uh, he's based in Florida and Brazil. So he's okay. kind of been back and forth, but he's actually going to be in Florida next week. So nice. that's why we're going out there. When you guys go, do you train at B-Volley? We do. Okay. B-Volley, yeah. That place is cool. It is. It's I, it's funny because Florida, everyone always talks about, oh, we got, like, AVP's got to go back to Florida, got to go back to Florida, yeah. but most of the beaches in Florida are terrible to play on. They're harder, for sure. Like, B-Volley is great because the sand's deep and the uh-huh. nets are good, and then when we played that AVP next in uh, Clearwater. Oh, it was which like, one? <laughs> it was like, the, like, we were playing on this. Yeah. It's like, holy cow. Yeah, I, I sliced my toe, like, the whole thing just whoosh, yeah. right on through on a, on a shell last last time I was there but there aren't there are some beaches that are okay I think Fort Lauderdale is I've heard Fort Lauderdale's good yeah I think Fort Lauderdale's better I heard it's pretty great I don't know about Deerfield I don't yeah I don't know about it either but the sand is definitely more shallow than out here yeah out here it's it's like a pillow it's It's different but Bivali does have great sand yes their sand is deep we get good training everything's right there you know I I actually enjoy training out there and Not that it's different from out here, because we've talked about both. Obviously, she lives Mm -hmm. there and I live here. Um, But there's value in both, because when we're there, it's like, for me, maybe less for her, it's like a training camp. Right. And, like, my full focus is, it's like volleyball, lifting, getting everything that we need. Mm -hmm. It's, It's very focused, and it's all kind of in the same area. And here, I mean, here we have the teams you know, to play against, yeah. and that's such an advantage. But it's it's also good because, I mean, when I practice here with my last partners and stuff, we do a lot of stuff on our own still, Yeah. you know, and, and then we can still do all that stuff out there and kind of we have a good training group. We got practice players that we play with, like Eunice, and, mm-hmm. like, she's a stud defender. Yeah. And so it's it's good. Like, we get a lot out of our trainings out there yeah more than I was a little hesitant at first to train so much out right. there but it's been like I've, I feel like I've made huge strides in those moments that we've been out there for those yeah. few weeks so well you get to focus so much yeah. on you know especially I think that those training camps are so valuable after a stretch of tournaments right where you're able to identify mm-hmm. this went great yeah this was kind of a c minus this was like b plus like right where you can find things to shore up and then you can really just like hone in on them yeah get a good shoulder and just like oh rep definitely it out. yeah and that's why i'm so excited to go back for mm-hmm. these two weeks before king of the court is because we've played tournaments we have film we have all this stuff and we can go back and look at it with victor in person and be like okay this is you know this is where we did here. These were our moments in the game. This is like the mental side of it. And then we're on the court, you mm-hmm. know, ripping those things out maybe once or twice a day. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. And then I'm even more looking forward to the next stint that we have after, right. you know, we get to train and then, and then go back, back on the road. Oh yeah. July. I was looking at the schedule because we have crazy. Muskegon coming up. And mm-hmm. you guys, you're signed up. Are you for sure going, or we're, is that still yeah, kind of like? Yeah, I'm pretty a, sure okay. we're for sure going at this point. Okay. Um, as long as we're all good and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was looking at for most people, it'd be Muskegon, and then a little bit of break. And once July hits, 
Oh, yeah. It, I mean, shit hits the fan through almost October. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's going to be very busy. There's still those last few tournaments out in Europe. Um, depending on what we do, it's between Hermosa and Stad, Portugal and Morocco. And then we're going to do... And then Morocco has a conflict with... I think a tour stop, right? I think Atlantic... Uh, Atlantic City? I feel like it's Atlantic City tour. Okay. Um, and then after that, we're prioritizing the AVP okay. for a stint, you know, because yeah. the, the FIVB kind of calms it's just down. like a stretch of futures, I think. Yeah, it kind of has an opening after that. And then, so we're going to be going on the AVP tour pretty much as many places as we can at that stint, as long as we're, again, healthy and it fits in our schedule mm-hmm. and we're feeling pretty good. Um, and then after that, kind of the AVP slows back down and the FIVB picks yeah. back up. So. We'll see what happens. We haven't sat down fully. We'll probably do that in these next two weeks to decide exactly which tournaments we're yeah. going to you know, go after. But there's some fun ones coming up in at the end of the year, too. So I know. It's like a full month in Australia almost. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it goes. Bra- there's Brazil that has a few mm-hmm. again. Is there another? Oh, no. Well, I think- I'm thinking of king of the court because there's a king of the court actually in australia as well yeah after the challengers and elite then it's king of the court so yeah. that's that's gonna be fun if we end up doing that have you that been whole... to australia before never oh, no i was gonna go for the first it. time yeah. earlier in the year because well you got to bring your board oh my gosh for sure absolutely yeah when we went um i didn't realize because i'm like just getting into surfing and right. i didn't realize the place where we were going is like the first stop on the wsl oh my gosh and so i, I was like was that cool and gata yeah Oh my gosh. And so, because it's uh, Snapper Rocks. Oh, yeah. And so, I, I would like texted Adam. I was standing on our balcony. I was like, hey, Rob, these waves are insane. I was like, they're just like these right breaking waves that you could take for like two minutes at a time if yeah. you wanted, end up like half mile down the beach. Oh, my and gosh. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like everyone knows that. Wow. I didn't know that that was the same area, though. Yeah. But. That's amazing. No, I'm. I think that if I we go to Australia, I'm definitely gonna either rent a board or something because I've always wanted to surf down there. Yeah, and I'd recommend. When I saw that on the schedule, I was like, all right, I need enough points to get in that Challenger. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want to go back. Where is that one? Is that that's still I want to TBD? Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, my guess would be like Manly Beach, Manly. Sydney mm-hmm. type deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like oh, literally right. beach volleyball. Like back to back, you could play back to back to back tournaments in November in Australia. Yeah. Start beginning in Mexico in March. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. It's, a fun it's gonna year. be. A, it is, and I'm just so happy that there's so much volleyball mm-hmm. this year. Like, that is. I mean, I think everybody kind of waiting for the schedule into what were we in? I don't. Like February or was it in yeah, January? Yeah, the AVP was late. And we're all kind of waiting, waiting, waiting. And then we finally got like the whole rush of schedule. And I think it's, I think it's great. Like, I think that this year is definitely going to be a little bit of a transition year after the Olympics. It's always, it always is. But, you know, even with the AVP in Bali's, even with the FIVB and their new volleyball world and like everything's kind of changing. And so this year is a little bit different, but I'm just so happy to see that they're going for more. Yeah, like more tournaments, more opportunities to play. That's that's I, I think we need to go. So. Yeah, and I think that the FIVB not only is doing more. I, I think that the the product that they're putting on mm-hmm. is just vastly superior to what it was. Oh yeah, I think that I'd still would love to see more teams at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Like 
and Elite 16, maybe Elite 32, kind of like how Stad's going to be. Yeah, Stad, that's cool that they're doing that. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, and I think that, I mean, it needs to be like that. I mean, you had the Swedish guys, for example, go win in Turkey and then lose, lose in the qualifier. The quali- yeah, and and, and uh, the team they played in the finals, <laughs> the Australians, Try and Trevor right. got them pretty good in, in the qualifier. In the qualifier so. as well, you're yeah. right. Um, so it's just, it's kind of crazy because there's so many good teams and they're qualifying and it's, it's different, you know? I think that the more teams that you have in that segment, it's just going to make it bigger and better, yeah. you know? So Yeah, it's just so, the toughest part is to make it like a financially viable thing. Right. I'm really, like, that's why I hope that Stad works out well. Right. And proves to be a sustainable model yes. for other promoters to do it. Because mm-hmm. I think 32 team without a qualifier, I think is fair. Yeah. I think that's a fair way to do it because that's a lot of teams. Right. And I, I think agree. like as deep as the World Tour is, I think when you're getting past that 32, it's like, all right, team 33 through 40, probably not going to win the tournament. Yeah. Um, so I, I, think, but I what, think that's good. Yeah. But what you have now in the Elite 16 is the, ger- the qualifiers winning the tournament. You know, know. Uh, Stam Shun, uh, Sinja, and... Uh, Svenja yeah. Muller. Yeah. Yeah. Tillman Muller. Like... Both of them qualifiers. Which good go, for them. Right. I mean Man, Cindy's been knocking them. on the door for a long time. Oh yeah. I was I was glad that she got that's cool that she got that win. Yeah. Yeah. The whole the German whole federation right now is doing mm-hmm. really well. So So is the Dutch. Right. Holy and the Dutch cow. Federation of course, yeah. Like who would have guessed I, that the biggest powers in beach volleyball, it's like the men's side. You get Norway and then Netherlands. Netherlands. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> Russia. Right. All of the, the cold countries and they're crushing it in beach volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. I mean, they're, they must have a really good infrastructure there. Like we practice with a lot of the Dutch teams before mm-hmm. the tournament starts. And I love their coaches are great. You know, they have their whole team there. They got the coaches, at least two or three of them. Yeah. The physio, the everything. And they're, they all move as a team. And, yeah. you know, in the Dutch, I feel like, um, are are really all I don't know if they're friendly with each other. I don't know if it just comes off that way, but yeah. but they seem like a, a real team to mm-hmm. a certain degree. I know on the guy side, like they all hang out. Yeah. You know, and they're still competitors and they're still on different teams, but they're all still friends and yeah. and you know, rooting for each other. Like they're posting when they when they got a third or whatever, they're like, Hey, look at this. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, like we're we're making we're crushing it on the world tour kind of, you yeah. know? And in a the best way possible and building up their own countrymen. I think that's like, that's an incredible like infrastructure that you have built there to have that kind of camaraderie, I guess. Yeah. It's the U S is, it's been interesting getting on the world tour Mm -hmm. has been a fascinating eye opening experience for me just to, cause like try, you know, ever since I've known him, he's talked about, he's like, I don't root for Jake. Kidding me? Right. Like I don't root for Phil. Like they're trying to take my spot. Right. And even without the country quota, I think it, that took a little bit of the edge off. It did, but it, there, it's still there. For, oh yeah, for like for sure. You know, like when I'm watching, you know, Bill, me and Bill have been trading spots in mm-hmm. the U.S. rankings for like a year, and I'm like, I have to root for him to lose. I, it's hard. <laughs> you know? I don't. That's... I don't want to do that. I feel horrible. Yeah, I know. I know. It <laughs> you makes know? you feel horrible, but to I a certain degree, terrible. you're like directly competing with these the other uh, Americans. You yeah. know, especially for like world champs, like. Mm-hmm we would likely be in. I mean, we would have been in yeah. if we didn't have a country quota or all this other stuff. I mean, with all that stuff, but but the biggest focus that Sarah and I have talked about, and I think it's really good for us, is to be like, everyone's on their own path. 
our journey is going to be, you know, our journey and we, we can't control what, like we can only control what we can control and we can't control them. Can't control how they finish any of that. We don't necessarily have to root against them or for them, but we just, we take it as we can't control it. Yeah. And, and granted, it's fun to see, like, we're friends with the girls on the team and the guys, like we're all, we're all friends, you know, friendly and everything, but it's just, you know, that you have that little thing in the back of your head going like, well, if they do this, then (laughs) you're going to make, you know, less money or you're going to do this or, you know, your ranking in the U S is going to drop. And granted, I think every country has that, like you want to be the best in your country, but you know, I think it's been really important for us to look at it as it's our journey. This is, you know, doesn't matter what anybody else does. We want to go and do the best that we can do. And that's, that's all that we can do, you know? So that's been a good spot to take it to yeah. for us. It's, I feel, well, you just started getting on the world tour. Was last year your first? So like, I, 2019 push? was the first time and we sat at like seventh the whole year. So that's oh. right out of country quotas. So for me, country quota, and we got blocked out, you know, like it was oh, a, man. it was a tough year just because I graduated and then I didn't have the points to right. get in. And then there were like two, three stars, I think that year and like for the first one I didn't have enough points to get in but we took a second in Cambodia that was with Amanda Dowdy yeah Uh, we took a second and then everyone's like oh so you guys are going to Australia wow it's gonna be great I'm like no we actually you know got blocked out of that tournament like there was no country quota but we can't go play and that same thing happened with it to Pema and the four stars and all that stuff so it was just a little bit hard you know it's a hard thing to take in yeah to like I don't know you know, you're not having that opportunity to go show, like, you know, right. play and perform and yeah. do your job to a certain degree. And I was explaining this kind of to uh, somebody that I met abroad, and he was like, oh, yeah, it's it's not great that the country quotas are gone. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, this is a sensitive topic for me. But, you know, we had a good conversation. I was like, wouldn't you want, like, the best players playing? Like, wouldn't you want yeah. it, the people coming out? Like, they have a, you know, a right to become professionals at their sport mm-hmm. if they're good enough, you know? I think it shouldn't matter where you come from, you know? Yeah. Let people I would say, play. you know, like, U21s, U23s, mm-hmm. sure. You know, right. give people an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I think if it's a professional endeavor, right. you have to open it up to the best. And I right. think, and that's why, you know, I think Volleyball World has shown that they very much care about what the best product is going to be. Mm-hmm. And the best product is 100%. Like, no country quotas. Just, yep. you know what, if it's six Brazilians and four Americans and four Dutch teams, then so be it. Right. You know, and there there are enough events now where people can get the points. Right. And, and that's that's important part, that there are enough events. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, even now, there's a lot of, you know, Brazilians and Americans and Dutch uh, on the guys' side for sure. There's a lot of those teams in, but there's still a lot of opportunities for for people to move up, and that's important, yeah. I think, for the whole sport, you know, yeah, and for the athletes. And, it's, and I think it's it's important for Americans to have the Norseka system back. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. like as sketchy as those tournaments can be. <laughs> there's such great point scoring opportunities, right? You know, and I looked at it, and uh, we had Andy on not too long ago. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to do this futures and that futures." And I was like, "Why?" Yeah, why? Just do Norsecas. Mm-hmm. It's like they're they're so cheap. They're so much closer. Right. And you can 
sort of sleepwalk your way into the semifinals at a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but in the future, it's like you're playing guys who are going to medal in challengers uh-huh. in the qualifier. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it is gnarly. It's, it's definitely gnarlier over there in the futures. And I do think that it is important to have that, that Continental Cup back. Yeah. Um, because, you know, even though when I first came out, I, there weren't many and then 2020 and 2021, yeah, they're they were gone. hardly, yeah, they were like completely gone. It's important for people to be able to make that first step yeah. into the into the tour, and then going, you know, going onto the world tour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a whole different level. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, um, like Herrera Guevara played in a futures, right? And they got yeah, they got, they got a silver. They lost to and uh, then they go and they've been crushing it in the other tournament. I mean, like yeah. that's. A difficult draw if was, you're coming up against Spain. them. That was in Spain. That was at home. I know. It's just, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, they're super competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy side <clears throat> is deep. And you can see oh, that yeah. the, the U.S. is having a lot of trouble keeping up. We really, we miss Phil and Jake pretty yeah. bad right now. Well, Phil. Is... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's, like, all bowed down to Phil Dahlhauser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He's so good. I know. I mean, I'm never not impressed with him, but... Yeah. But it's just crazy what he's been doing for these past. And he signed up for Staden, I think. With Andy. Yeah. Yeah, hoping for a wild card. It's, crazy. It's, it's funny because That's Phil so was awesome. like, I'm done. Like, I'm never going to Europe again. Not getting on a plane. Then he's like, Stad. All right. I can do I'll sign up. But Stad, <laughs> I mean, if I, even if I had said all those things, which I probably... I'm definitely in a different spot than Phil, and I want to go over yeah. to Europe and all that stuff. But Stad might change anybody's mind. I think it's that's what I've heard. Gorgeous! It's like maybe the most beautiful place yeah. I've seen. It's just unbelievable. It's also unbelievably expensive, but if it's all a main draw, then all the hotels are covered yeah. and all that. So that you pay for what you get. I right? Mean, it is just it's gorgeous there. I mean, I'm. It's one of my favorite stops. Yeah. On the world tour, I think now. it's everyone we've had on. We used to we've like toggled with like asking players mm-hmm. kind of like a closing question, and one of them was what your favorite event was. But we had to take it away because everyone said Stad. Right. <laughs> and then we had another <laughs> one. Repetitive. It was what would you give advi- like what advice would you give to an uh-huh. up and coming player? And everyone said just go play tournaments, and so we're like, all right, we'll take that one out too. So, right. <laughs> so we're similar up with similar answers, but I mean, they're right. <laughs> yeah, both answers are right. Like, yeah. it's like cliches are cliches for a reason because they're yep. true, and those answers are their answers because they're true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to get out to Switzerland. I'm signed up for. Um, uh, I'm trying to get a wild card into one of their Swiss tour events with Jake oh. McNeil. That'll be awesome. With Jake? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Because we were trying to find an event. Jake was like, dude, like, I can come down. Because like, I think that Jake could probably play in a tour series event. Okay, yeah. Because it's run by AVP America. Right, and you don't have to have. And so I think I think I could sneak him in. Mm-hmm. But I think he'd want to play that with his real partner, okay. um, with Alex Russell. But he was like, yeah, Russ is going to want to take June off. I was like, well, there's a Swiss event. You're my boy. We can try to get out there. So is he going to be already out there, or are you guys going to fly out there and meet? We'd fly out and meet oh out there. Gosh. Yeah, or maybe he'd come down here. That'd be awesome. First. Yeah. yeah. I, I know after 2020, I was trying to get into the German tour. Okay. Uh, just because I knew that they were happening, and right. there wasn't a lot happening in, in the U.S. And so I, I've definitely looked into playing some of those other tours over there just for yeah. Fun and plus, if it's in Switzerland or Germany, I get to speak more German. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a double. I get to learn a little bit and play volleyball. That's yeah, and the other one we were looking at because we were just trying to find any events you could play, like a, a country mishmash. Uh-huh. 
and King of the Courts oh, you can yeah. also do. And so we're looking at, I want to do the one in Adepema for the same reason that you like going to German-speaking places. Right. I love Portuguese. going to Portuguese-speaking mm-hmm. places, especially because no one, not no one, but very few people in Actually, Brazil speak English. Right. And so it was super valuable last year when we played. Yeah. I was like, oh, this actually, this came in handy really fast. It's incredible, isn't it? I (laughs) mean, it's really cool when you get to speak in that language that you're working on and you actually understand what they're saying Mm -hmm. and and all that other stuff, like getting around. You can get around. You feel so, um, I don't know, it's like a good feeling to be like, okay, I can, you know, go to this country and speak this different language and understand and, like, be secure in that it's really cool. But Itapema also I would want to go back to for the waves as well. I heard like a little bit south or north. I'm not exactly okay. sure, but there's actually a good break down there too. Because where so. we were, it was just like oh, right. there was nothing. There, there was, was like nothing. little speed bumps. Yeah. I know. and I But I talked to Lisa Reed who went down there as the provider for okay. uh, the last Challengers event okay. in Itapema. And she told me that she had, she took... I think she bought a board from somebody, drove an hour north or south, and had an amazing day oh, out there. And I was like, you need to send me, drop me a pin. Yeah. You need to give me yeah. all the details on this, where you bought the board, all this other stuff. So, yeah. She's done some cool stuff. She, like, backpack surfed Costa Rica for, like, a month. Oh, yeah. Sick. Yeah, I've heard like, about that. Oh, these are, like, dream things for me I to know. do now. I know. It's incredible. <laughs> It's incredible. Those are, I mean, eventually I'd want to do more of those. Yeah. But later on, you know, yeah. right now. When you're not going to like 20 countries in a year playing beach volleyball. Right. That's not even it. I just <laughs> want to stay focused on the volleyball. Yeah. Although it would be really relaxing for me. Like that would be a, a relaxing vacation to go somewhere and surf. Yeah. Like I would, I would love that actually. Yeah. That would, that actually sounds great. <laughs> cross training and keep your shoulder healthy. Oh, I've, I actually feel the best in my shoulders and my body and everything when I have a good balance between maybe like surfing once a week in, in season or whatever it yeah. is, whatever I can fit in. Cause definitely not, I haven't surfed in, yeah. you know, the whole time I was out there, but, but I, I don't know. I love being out in the water. I was just talking to somebody in, in, um, New Orleans about it. She lives out here half and half in New Orleans and in California. And nice. She was like, yeah, over COVID I was surfing in Malibu. I was like, I probably saw you. We we're probably yeah. out there at the same time. I was there <laughs> yeah. like every day, you know? Yeah. Um, and just how like therapeutic it is. And oh, just so how, good for the soul. Yeah. And how like it totally can change my whole mood around mm-hmm. or totally can change my whole, like almost not to say weak, but like it definitely gives me, like revives me to a certain degree. Yeah. And that's where I feel, you know, it's just so at home. So yeah. I love it. And if there, I can go somewhere and have good waves and have, or just be out in the water. Yeah. I'm there. You know, it's, yeah. I read this book called Blue Mind Mm -hmm. that I think you would love because it's on the, pretty much the science of water and why we like all the real estate by ocean is like just astronomically higher and just, and a lot of it was on the science of surfing and just like, you just get this neurochemical dump when you go surfing. Because it was something about, it was like this the perfect combination of risk, mm-hmm. um, like being in nature has mm-hmm. its own like primal reward system, right. and like there being <clears throat> like novelty to it. Uh-huh. Like every wave you surf is going to be a little bit different. You have to figure out like how to time it, like when to pop up, like how fast to paddle. And he's like, oh, that combination of being in nature, it being like a little bit dangerous, mm-hmm. and it being so novel is like the perfect activity. Oh, yeah. And so you just get like... This, these endorphins, it was like a like hundred times more powerful than like heroin. 
Wow. Like what your brain is doing when that's, it's out there. It's that's like, incredible. That's awesome. But I definitely believe it. Like I Oh yeah. And even like the whole aspect of not challenging yourself, you're not competing with anybody else, but you're still like you have a certain degree of you want to do well right. on on when you're up and you want to do new things and you like can make progress on so many things that it's it's still got that competitiveness a little bit that mm-hmm. I like I love. I'm very competitive, but yeah. Sometimes to, you know, a fault again, like card games, I get almost too competitive about, you know, it's just sometimes I can take a bad route. But what I'm saying is that surfing doesn't necessarily take that bad route because of all those things, probably like the water being in the nature, Mm -hmm. you know, having everything new and having everything, all of that. And then also being able to improve on something is, I don't know, there's just a whole different thing to it that just... It, yeah. I don't know, makes you feel so whole, mm-hmm. I guess. You do. the way I could And I think this sport, it. beach volleyball just attracts people who love being, like a lot of people, like when COVID hit, it was like all the beach volleyball players just like fled to the mountains and everyone was just like right. camping and backpacking and uh-huh. doing whatever. I think it just attracts people who love like kind of that outdoorsy stuff. Right. I mean, by nature, we're like, we live on we the beach. We live in the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we live in the sand. The sand is always yeah. around it's us. Everywhere. But yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I see all those people coming from or going to the mountains and camping and all that. And even where Alex is from is that Austrian Alp area. Mm -hmm. And when I went back with him the first time, I was like, wow, this feels so different, but it still feels like home, you know, where I haven't seen. I grew up in Florida where it's, you know, flat, like biggest mountain (laughs) is the bridge going over to school and you can see everything from the top. You know, you're like, woo, there's my house, you know, and seeing (laughs) this like Alps, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just in his life, I guess there it's so interesting, but it both has that same similar feeling of like where I can feel it at the beach or the mountains or those areas, but there's, they think that they can be slightly different. Yeah. You know, it's both, both very wholesome, you know, both make you fill you up a little bit, like recharge the batteries and then you can go back into it. Cause with the beach, sometimes I, I know that this happens with other players too. And sometimes it's happened to me where I don't feel that same like relaxing or whatever, because it's our job right. or especially when I was coaching a bunch and practicing and competing all that. Like every time I went to the beach, it was for work, you right. know? And then do you want to go when you're, when you're not working? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I don't know. You know, you spend so much time there. Right. And usually for me, I'm like, I want to stay out of the sun yeah. because I'm just in the sun. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like completely covered up in towels, like yeah. laying out with my friends, but with a towel that covers my whole body. Yeah. But I, it's, it's different. And then when you have that separation and you come back to that, that beach and you can feel like you can kind of soak in the nature again, it's, it's special, you know, it's, you know, and that is probably more home for me, but, but there, there's times, you know, I think for both. Cause that's what, when me and A-Rob, we got back from one of our like really long, like we were gone for like six or seven weeks and Mm -hmm. we got back and I immediately, I called up Mesco. I was like, Mesco, we need to go to Sequoia, Yosemite. And he's always down. Yeah. He's like, yeah, great. When are we leaving? So, and we just went to, we just backpacked in Sequoia for like four days. Wow. And it was perfect it's like everything yeah. I needed that's incredible <laughs> and then I came back to the beach I was like okay it's good to be back uh-huh. I'm whole <laughs> yeah I'm whole I'm whole again that's yeah. that's, that's awesome. a good description yeah it is I that well at least that's how I feel you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well 
I can't believe this has been like an hour 15 already. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so you've had a hell of a year so far. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So you're going to Muskegon and then uh, Hamburg mm-hmm. and then July. And then after that, you might hit what, the Challenger and Espino? Yeah. And maybe Morocco. And then it's yeah. like chilling domestic for yeah. a while. Stad or Hermosa as well. Okay. We're kind of between those two. And we're going to try to finalize that once the entry list comes out for Stad. And, you know, we'll figure that out one, that one out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, great start to the year, Corinne. It's yeah. fun hanging out with you yeah, again. Good catching fun, up. Yeah, for sure. Thank <laughs> you for having me on. That's super fun. Good to have you back. <laughs> Last time you played the ukulele, we'll make it do that again. Yeah, my nails are actually cut this time, <laughs> so I could probably play it better, but yeah, I don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good luck. Have fun training. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that training stint and... You know, making sure, getting back to where we want to be and then getting to perform. Yeah. Really I'll see you in uh, Mesquite again. Yeah. All right. right on. Well, thank All you. Right. Cheers.